Three movie nerds in your headspace talking about Netflix's latest sci-fi movie, Extinction, in this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hi, I'm John, and today I'm joined by... Tim. And Travis. And in this episode, we're going to review Netflix's latest film, Extinction. But before we do that, we're going to roll in to talk about what we've been playing and what we've been watching. And I'm going to kick things off to travis what you've been playing and what you've been watching i have been playing so much no man's sky over the last week um that massive massive update that they got uh just about a week ago is really good um you've probably heard me say on this show a few times that that game like got rightfully criticized for a long time for being uh as wide as an ocean and deep as a puddle and the, there's so much more depth added in this update and like the crafting system it, it's really kind of getting toward um feeling more like a 3d starbound uh in terms of the depth of the crafting and everything and there's everything just kind of flows right now it's like they've got it at a really good point and i'm really looking forward to seeing what else they do i popped in on a game with greg the other day and just kind of followed him around and annoyed him for a little bit (laughs) so it's Uh, easy to find people in the game now yeah basically if somebody if one of your friends is playing you can just jump right into their game if they have that open um and you're like warped to wherever they are yep yep you'll go to their their system and then when, when you leave and start up your own game you're back to where you started where you were before but you can set up um portals so that you can teleport back and forth so if you had a crew of people that you wanted to play in one area. Everybody could get back and forth to that very easily, whether they were playing with other people or by themselves. So, um, but yeah, uh, the multiplayer works really well. Um, I haven't run into any trolls, but I'm sure they're out there <laughs> just from random people popping in your game, which does happen. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to where this goes next. Um, Sounds like it's no longer No Man's Lie. It's No Man's <laughs> two years later. Yeah, it took him a while to get here, but it's it's pretty good. Um, also, I'm just kidding, Sean. I, lo- I love what you guys do. Yeah, I think it's yeah. great. Um, also got back into Horizon Zero Dawn a little bit. I decided, you know what? It's been a while. I haven't played this. I'm going to fire it back up. And then a week later, No Man's Sky's update comes out. So I'm I'll probably wait another year and a half to pick that one back up again, but I I really need to make myself get into it because it's such a beautiful and amazing game. Um, Everybody keeps telling me I'm missing out for not playing it, and you're probably right. But um, my PS4 that I bought from a friend a couple years back, uh, I guess a year back, kind of started acting up, and since we have the 4K TV, I upgraded to a PS4 Pro. And wow, it's amazing what HDR can do for some of these games. I'm, I might start even playing more on PS4, like games that are out on PC. I've always just kind of favored PC, but if it's uh, 
a game that lends itself well to a controller, I might start defaulting to that because I can't exactly justify a monitor that can do HDR right now. But yeah, if you have the ability to try that out, you should. It's amazing how much depth that adds. As for what I've been watching, um, you know, kind of, we're kind of in a lull in TV right now. Uh, watched a few movies, rewatched Kingsman recently for like the 80th time. And I freaking love that movie. Uh, the second one was good. The first one's so much better. Um, watched the like an hour and a half of behind the scenes stuff on the Blu-ray, which is great. I love when people do that. Give us more special features, <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Tim, what you've been playing and what you've been watching. Uh, not a whole lot these days. Um, I've been trying out the uh, Fallout Shelter Switch port. Um, it's been a while since I played it. I haven't really picked it up since they introduced Quests. So I figured, yeah, you know, now that I got a Switch version, I might as well throw it on there and give it a try. And it's a pretty good port. Um, you know, the, the controls were not meant to be used with a controller, but they came up with a scheme that mostly works. It's still, you know, typically better to, whatever you're trying to do, use the uh, touchpad which, you know, the screen, or the, the Switch does support touchpads, so that's that's good. Um, and, yeah, as far as what I've been watching, uh, my wife and I, we just finished up uh, Orphan Black, the uh, the series. That's uh, that is a great show for anybody it who really hasn't seen is. it. It really is. It really yeah, is. It's, it's really good, and the lead actress is amazing. And you forget that, you know, it's the same lady playing multiple characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of times yes. when we were watching that, like either m- me or my wife would say, "Wow, it's just amazing how great their like similarities are." Because it's the same person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was also kind of funny because she was on um, uh, Stephen Colbert's show recently, and I've never seen the actress not playing like one of her characters before. You mm-hmm. know, so this was just her, and it was funny to see like. You know, her voice sounds like a mix between Allison and Cosima, but her mannerisms are a little bit of like this character and this character. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of weird, like, you know, w- watching the actual actress and there's little bits of all of her characters that are kind of part of her. And, and yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's about it for what I've been playing and watching. I've been unfortunately busy doing other stuff and uh, have not been able to play a lot of video games. So apparently I've been playing and watching a lot of stuff. So strap in, y'all. <laughs> this is going to it's going to be a we're, it's going to be a long ride. So uh, firstly, uh, the thing I've been watching is uh, Summer Games Done Quick. That was amazing. I had a really great time watching that. Uh, so many great runs. I've been sharing those on the site. I think I got to probably get to do a new post soon about that. So check that out. Um, I also watched when some friends were over, we watched, decided to watch Valerian on Amazon prime. Uh, I heard that was bad, but it was not bad. It was just not very good. Um, it's a fine movie. It, it, it seems kind of like Luke Beeson did, um, what did he do? He did like the fifth element mm-hmm. and yeah. Lucy. I've never seen Lucy, but I really like the fifth element from when I saw it back in the nineties. This is pretty much like a follow-up to that. If you like the fifth element, this is pretty similar to that. Um, Valerian, it's not particularly smart or, you know, like a really good sci-fi, but it's pretty and it's interesting and it's weird. So, um, yeah, it's on Amazon prime. So if you got it, watch it. 
Yeah, I've heard that uh, that's so, kind of um, like really pretty and worth watching just for the visuals alone, if nothing else, even if you don't care for the plot. That, but that's like Luke Basson is just amazing with his visuals, so that's not really surprising. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Like the two main characters don't really work well together, um, and the main character doesn't really. I don't know. I just like he was way better in um, Chronicle. You know, he was the he was the bad. Well, I don't know. He's the sort of bad guy in Chronicle or whatever, and he's sort of the good guy in this one. But I've seen both of these characters in better in, in movies where they're a little bit better suited to them. But yeah, so. Uh, and then uh, because to help celebrate the new Jurassic uh, World Fallen Kingdom movie com- camp coming out, I decided to rewatch Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park Lost World. I was really interested to see Lost World because Will on Cheerful Go said it's terrible. And I don't remember that it is. So I saw Lost World and I'm not going to say that it's terrible, but I will say that I fast forwarded it through it more than I have in the past. Um, I don't think it's. I guess in rewatching it, I don't think it's great, but I don't think it's as bad as people say. It's fine. It's fine. But uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of a little bit more in the camp of this maybe isn't the, the greatest one. But there's like a million Jurassic Park movies now. So, you know, there's a lot to choose. from. So I mentioned to everyone that my wife and I are doing MCU rewatch. OK, <clears throat> these are all the movies that we've seen since last time <gasps> captain america the winter soldier gardens of the galaxy avengers age of ultron ant-man captain america civil war doctor strange gardens of the galaxy 2 spider-man homecoming <sighs> and ant-man and the wasp but we're going to review that one later so those were all really fun to watch those again and uh i again i, I only want to call out the ones that people don't review like well i guess but <laughs> pictures Age of ultron was good i liked it um, and they're all pretty good. I think the one that maybe I didn't like the it just in watching it again, I don't think it hit me as well was Guardians of the Galaxy. I think the second one is better. Um, people seem to think the first one is I sort of think the second one's better. I think Kurt Russell's more interesting, I think, uh, as a bad guy than uh, Ronan. Um, and I think that the movie's just uh, overall really well, you know, really well put together and sort of my favorite of the Guardians movies. So, yeah, those were all really fun to see again. Uh, OK, so Netflix, um, I, I so back in the day, uh, Netflix released Daredevil season one and I started watching it when it hit because it was a really big deal. It was a Marvel TV show and it came to Netflix and I stopped watching it because it was a little dark and it just didn't really hit me, you know, and I decided to finish it because everyone seemed to speak very highly of the Marvel shows. So uh, on Netflix. So I finished the whole first season and I think I have firstly, it was fine. I don't think I really liked it very much, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, I guess I would rate it on the ghost scale a skip it for me, for me. I probably didn't have to do it. I I wanted to finish it because, again, people speak very highly and I wanted to sort of see if I could get back into it again. My my biggest complaints about um, Daredevil is that it's a very slow burn. Okay, like they could have cut out probably four episodes and it probably would have been fine and just kind of trimmed it down. I I don't like how slow it is. Um, And it's also and this might just be because I'm a very old man now, but it's very violent. Um, Like there's a scene where (laughs) he's just punching faces and just punching faces. And you get to a point where you're like, okay, I sort of am a human being and I know how much punishment humans can take. And you'd be dead or something, you know what I mean? Like, and then there are scenes where he's like ripping open old wounds and stuff. And this guy's still going and he's just a normal dude with some extraordinary sensing abilities. Right. So I don't know. 
whatever. I guess I'm like critiquing a superhero <laughs> for Valley or whatever. Anyways, I, I guess it was fine. It was fine. Um, I heard that Jessica Jones is pretty good. I've mm-hmm. heard that the Punisher is way better. So I'm kind of trying to see if I can, you know, start those up. But, you know, Daredevil. What do you guys think of Daredevil? I don't know. I, if, the, if the Daredevil violence bothered you, maybe Scott oh, Punisher. Yeah, yeah Punisher, Punisher is going to be bad. Oh, it's not, wow. It's not the violence exactly. It's just that it was so slow. And then when stuff happened, it was just like people bleeding. I don't know. I don't know. There's no smiling, I guess. Like some levity would be good. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Uh, it's just it's a light critique, I suppose. I think Daredevil Uh, season one's probably my favorite season out of all of them. But Jessica Jones season one is probably second place. Wow, that's your favorite. And I didn't like. Okay, well, you're the only person I've ever talked to who didn't care for it, actually. I just wasn't, I, I, there was a lot to like, I just thought that, I don't know. I just, it felt like work to get through it, I guess. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, when I, yeah, if I'm going to get into a show, I guess I would compare it to Ozark and that Ozark was dark as well, but it just had more going on. It wasn't as long and drawn out. It was paced way better. I think again, the fault of these, uh, of, of this show is that it's just not paced very, very well for my taste personally. So, um, so getting into what I've been playing. So uh, Samus Returns on 3DS. I've been playing through that, just getting through and killing those little Metroids. It's a really good pick up and play game because you just get in, kill some Metroids, and then you you, you leave. And as long as you remember kind of how the game play control works, uh, the game will sort of tell you where to go. So it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice in that way. Um, I've been playing Death Road to Canada. When my when some of my friends come over, I put it on the TV. I sling it from uh, my PC and we play that. Uh, it's fun to play death road two player on the TV. Uh, it's not perfect in that mode. Like people have to know exactly where to leave the house and and this kind of thing. Like it would be better if like the main character left the house and everyone just followed right away, but it's, it's not quite that way. So it makes it a little bit more challenging to play with friends. Um, Pokemon quest recently came out on iPhone and I played that for like four seconds, but that game's about, as interesting as I don't know, watching grass grow or something. It's it's a freemium. Have you guys played Pokemon Quest at all? I have, I have not. No. no. Uh, okay, it's the latest free to play Pokemon game on phones, and basically you're you're po- you get Pokemon, and then they you, you you put them in a level, and they go around and they fight guys, and then you can just use activated abilities, and um, it's just not that good. And then you get other Pokemon by like making soup through items you collect and stuff. It, it's just a it's just another free to play game that doesn't really have much going for it as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then recently um, we're going to be doing a later review of um, Kid Icarus. And um, I just kind of was like, really, I didn't. OK, I didn't love it. I guess that's a spoiler for a review. But because of that, I started playing games that I thought were better uh, in Kirby's Adventure on the NES, which is so much better, which we should review. I think we really should review that one next. And Maybe we discuss Legends. doing that one for our next review. Yeah, I hope so. Gosh, I spoiler alert. It's uh, it's better than uh, it's better than um, Kid Icarus, I think. And um, and then I and I'm just and I'm now holding two new games that I got for my birthday, which are New Super Mario Brothers 2 on 3DS and uh, Majora's Mask 3DS. So um, I've only played New Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, so if you played any of the New Super Mario Brothers games, it's very similar to those. This one, uh, they added the leaf back for Mario 3. And this one has a coin collecting mechanic. And I've only played a couple levels into the first 
um, the first zone, and uh, basically it, it tracks how many coins you collect on that cartridge. So I've collected over 2,000 coins, but if I started another save, it would track those two as the total coin count, and you can sort of unlock things when you collect coins. Coin collection is a really big part of this game. And there's also a mode after you beat the first level, like coin rush mode. So you can definitely see, you know, from New Super Mario Brothers 2, how you sort of came to the one that showed up on iPhones, actually. Um, I think this one's better because it's got buttons and, you know, full suits and that kind of thing. Um, but it's really, really fun. So uh, I believe in sort of how the, the new Super Mario's came out. It was new Super Mario Brothers on DS. Then it was the new Super Mario Brothers on Wii. And then it was new Super Mario Brothers 2. And then I think it was the ones on the Wii U. I can't remember. Maybe the Wii U ones were first. Anyways, they're all very similar and it's uh, they all follow a very similar pattern. And I really hope that... Uh, they get some on the Switch because that would be really cool to get to see those games come to the Switch. Do you guys uh, play much of New Super Mario Brothers? Any of that franchise? I have the the first one that they released on the Wii, um, and it's it's fun. Yeah, I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah, I played the one. How on far the did Wii you get on that one? one? The DS. How far did you guys get on the uh, the Wii version? Um, I don't remember to be honest. Uh, I never beat it. It was. It's I got it. really hard. I got it kind of towards the end of uh, when my Wii was starting to die, uh. um, and so that kind of kind of stopped me from playing it. Even though I eventually got a Wii U, um, I just for whatever reason never kind of picked it back up. Yeah, I never beat the one on the DS, but I did beat the one on the Wii. I didn't like do the whole full completion thing where you beat every single level on the whole map, but I beat the end of it at least. So. Good on you, Travis, because I think the Wii one is the hardest one I played so far. It was um, pretty hard, yeah, toward the end especially. I think, right, because the DS, there was the DS version, there was uh, some critique, which it was that it was easy, and I thought it was, but I didn't think it was bad, you know, and then they made the Wii version, and that one is more challenging. I just, I, I really like New Super Mario Brothers and Handheld, so I'm going to play this one. Uh, I really want to play the Wii one, but I just don't turn on the TV as much uh, these days, so... Uh, to play video games as much but yeah i definitely want to beat that one so yep that's what i've been playing and what i've been watching hey there this is travis from truthful ghost radio and thanks for listening to the show if you like what we're doing here and want to help support us i encourage you to head over to truthful ghost and click the little heart at the top of the page you can help us fund the important work of this podcast and Truthful Ghost by supporting us on Patreon, which is a site for funding the things you love. If you fund us at a member level, you get awesome benefits, so head over to TruthfulGhost.com, find what funding level works for you, and support Truthful Ghost on Patreon today. Every day, we go about our routines. Work, home, family. Work, home, family. Today we're reviewing Netflix's latest dystopian sci-fi movie, Extinction. According to the Extinction plot summary on Google, a man's home life starts to suffer when he has recurring nightmares about a destructive and unknown force. He must soon find the strength to save his wife and two daughters when extraterrestrials 
launch a devastating attack on the planet. What if something bad is coming? See that? You kidding? Of course I can. What is that? So, for a bit of context about Extinction, uh, it's the latest, uh, it is on Netflix right now, you can watch it, but Extinction was actually a, uh, it's a, what was it, studio, it was a Universal movie? One second. And it was, yeah, by Universal yeah, Pictures. Yeah, it was uh, very Universal. Sim- exactly. It was a very similar situation to the Cloverfield Paradox, actually, so that was another Universal movie. And Universal said, oh, you know, we're going to pull it from our film release schedule, and we're going to put it out on Netflix because we don't think it's going to do well in a the theater. Netflix is like, I got it. They bought it, and they brought it there. I did not know this before we decided to watch it all i did was netflix sent me an email i watched the trailer i thought hey that's really cool i uh sent the trailer over to travis and tim i said hey guys you want to review this movie and they said yeah it's interesting and travis i think said something like i don't know john i don't know about this one (laughs) travis what did you think initially it seems so okay this one i i don't know if you had a link to the trailer in the email you sent us but i went out and found one and it was like this really quick like 20 second trailer and it honestly looks something like the the crappy well i i, I hesitate to say crappy the the kind of cheesy like extinction event movies like um like the one where independence day or something like well that. no not, not even that like the one like uh i didn't even get the whole alien invasion thing from it it just seemed like there was some disaster and Oh, probably, like a disaster, like yeah. San Andreas yeah, yeah, or something yeah. it was, like that. Yeah, it was that. probably yeah. okay. not a a good teaser that I saw, and maybe not even an official one. But yeah, I eventually did watch a proper trailer for it, and I was more inclined to watch it. But I mean, I was down for watching it anyway, because I like bad movies sometimes. So, you know. Right. So um, we're going to have a spoiler-free discussion first about the movie. Um, and, and that's actually really important, um, that you don't listen to the spoiler section, um, because for this movie specifically, um, the fun of this movie, and you guys might agree here, um, is in the reveals in this movie. Yes. Uh, you guys would agree to that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, I, I would say that if you know the spoilers going into this, you're going to have a much less fun time with this movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yeah, it's all in the reveals. It's all in it's all in how this movie brings it out, because this movie, I would say just I'll just start it off. It's not the greatest movie in the world, um, but it's but it is fun and it is a really fun watch. But again, the magic of this film is in is in that. So we'll just do a spoiler free discussion. So I think um, like all manner of alien invasion and post-apocalyptic movies. So when I got, again, the email, I was in. So this is this is the kind of movie that I kind of like. I would say just at a high level, it's not perfect, but it has fun moments. And for what it is, I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, it does have some frustrating moments, though. We'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Um, so more on that later. So um, as I was like watching the movie, I was texting Travis a little bit and I just feels like this movie seems like it was in the Half-Life universe or again, I'll talk a little bit more about it in spoilers or maybe something uh, like um, Cloverfield related. And the fun thing is, is the Lizzie Kaplan, who's the um, the the uh, the main character's wife, uh, she was actually in the original Cloverfield. So to me, it 
felt like it could be something like that. You know what I mean? Because it's got that alien vibe to, you know, aliens and that kind of thing. So I just kind of felt like it was. And it's not a spoiler because, you know, it's, you know, with his dreams. And I just thought that it was one of those movies. So it was very kind of I thought it was that <laughs> but it, it's it's not, by the way. But um, that's cool. So um, and, and I also want to give the movie props, too, because there's a scene in the beginning. And this isn't a spoiler where he's talking to his boss about stress and, you know, the dreams that he's having, because, again, that's part of the part of the plot. Um, and he and his boss says, hey, you know, you should go to this mental health, you know, this sort of wellness clinic um, to help, you know, with stress and everything. And the main character, Michael Pena, he's like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, but hey, anyways, can I take the day off early because I want to go hang out with my family? And his boss is like, yeah, sure. As long as you go to that that mental clinic or whatever that we talked about, will you try it? He's like, yeah, I'll try it, which I was like in that moment. I'm like, hey, hey, guy who's actually Luke Cage, who's actually the <laughs> black guy's actually Luke Cage. That was really cool. I'm like, hey, Luke Cage, boss, you're like, that's an awesome move. Like, you know, he wants to get off early. You want him to go you know, go to this clinic so he can like talk to people about the stress in his life. And you like, like he worked in any, it was like a really good moment there. Um, yeah. And I talk more about the clinic too, but that's kind of a spoiler. But, um, I thought that was a really fun moment where like usually in a movie, like, cause I'm a manager, right? Usually when you see people being a manager, they're terrible at it. They're bad. You know what I mean? They're like the man or stupid or inept or whatever. And this guy had a really good moment. So I think Luke Cage would make a really great boss. So I um, thought that was pretty cool. What do you guys think? Spoiler free. Uh, Travis. Yeah, you mentioned the the Cloverfield connection there. And I was I was thinking, you know, how about halfway through? I'm really surprised that this didn't wasn't called Cloverfield Extinction instead of just it could have been a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. And totally. then like afterwards. So the first half to a little bit more than a half, maybe I was kind of on the fence about it. Um, things didn't seem like they were flowing very well. And I think if it had been called Cloverfield extinction, or if I knew that like that word added to the title kind of tells you something interesting is happening here that you're not aware of. I might've been more attuned to things in the movie and I might've enjoyed it more up to the point that we don't want to talk about in the spoiler free section. But I mean, overall, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a solid movie if it, if, you know, a bit problematic. Um, I've loved Michael Pena and everything I've seen him in. Um, he was in the American remake of Broadchurch called Grace Point. He was great in that. And then he's hilarious in the Ant-Man movies, obviously. So seeing, know, him, seeing him in a leading role was really great. And I thought that he did pretty well with it. Uh, he seemed a little bit wooden early on, but um, toward the last half, I thought he was really good. I thought the whole cast was was pretty solid, honestly. So when you mention him being wooden, let's talk about that in spoilers, because I think that's for a reason. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Yeah, that, I didn't want to say anything else about it because I will talk right. about that in spoilers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, overall, um, I thought that it was just it, it tried things that didn't quite work. But the things that did work kind of elevate it past the point that it needs to be. I thought it was a solid movie. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I get now why universal maybe didn't want to put this out in theaters, but I'm yeah, really happy that I got to see it too. I don't think it would have sold well. Mm-mm, no. Uh, Tim. So just to kind of tack on at the end there about, you know, 
Universal pulling this, I, I think that was probably a good move, too. Um, I can say, you know, I definitely probably would not have seen this in the theater, uh, you know, especially based on the previews and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, considering I already pay for Netflix and it looked interesting enough and, you know, kind of like the Cloverfield movie, I, I don't think it would have done well in the theaters, but it was really great for a streaming service. Um, so I think that was a smart move on everybody's behalf here. Um, I actually, before watching the movie, I did not watch any of the previews. I hadn't heard anything about it. And I actually made a conscious decision to avoid any information. When I saw Travis's uh, text, when he was when he saw the trailer, it was kind of like, uh, you, you know, you sure about this one? So I was like, all right, all right, I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to review this one, then I'm going to go into it blind. Like, I don't want to know awesome. anything about it. The right, only right. thing I saw was the poster in the email that I got from Netflix. <laughs> and, and once I realized what that email was about, I was like, close! And like, I don't want to know. So I actually think that was a good thing for this movie. I think the less you know about it going in, the better. Because um, it has some, like, you know, kind of twists that they throw at you. Um, and it does a really good job of kind of, like, you know, surprising you in a way that a lot of movies don't. That's not to say that I thought it was necessarily a great movie, but it was fun. And I enjoyed my time watching it. Like Travis, there's some stuff I thought maybe fell a little bit flat, especially one instance in particular, which we'll get to in the spoiler section that I wanted to bring up. Um, but, you know, if you've got a an evening free and you're kind of just searching through Netflix looking for something to watch, you could do much worse than this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everyone. So we're going to kick it into our spoiler discussion starting right now. It's an invasion. If we stay here, we die. Okay, again, and this is the spoiler discussion. So um, turn it off if you haven't seen it, or if you're not going to see it and you don't care, then listen on. Yeah, and we do highly recommend that you avoid spoilers before watching it. (laughs) Totally. So do you guys mind if I just sort of discuss what the plot is of this movie then? Yeah, 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 let's just do it. Great. Cool. So the basically the, the premise is Michael Pena is a engineer, some kind of like, I don't know, engineer or something uh, working in a factory um, with whenever he's in this tube that looks a lot like an homage to 2001, which I thought was really cool, by the way, um, when he's in this white, you know, tube area, it looks like he's in. Yeah, he's just a shot out of 2001. So um, he has these dreams and they're very vivid and it looks like it's an alien invasion, essentially. And he's getting them and it's affecting his home life and he's not been really present for his wife or his kids. And it kind of hits ahead and his wife notices and he's sort of not really being very present and his boss notices. And I mentioned that, you know, in the spoiler free section. And so you, you, you come to find out at a party where he's not being very present. He's just like looking at the sky in his telescope because he's kind of like obsessed with this. Um, And before that, he actually goes to the wellness clinic and there's a guy there who's like, they just want to control our minds. You know, in the typical like, you know, they're they're trying to control our brains fashion. Although one thing I did notice about that wellness clinic, guys, 
Oh, I'll, I'll explain it after after I explain the, the, the switch. So, so basically, you find out that he it, he was right, and aliens are invading. Right, so there's an alien invasion, and there's aliens. They come into his house and try to shoot up his family, and then um, they do you know they take the aliens' gun, and then they go down and the the, the building, and basically you find out actually that um, it's not an alien invasion at all. They're actually android robots michael Peña and his wife and his family and the aliens are actually humans coming to earth to take earth back (laughs) (laughs) which which is crazy they're humans are on mars basically like they invented ai and synths and they tried to destroy synths when synths were you know when humans were becoming scared and the synths fought back and they and the humans left for Mars and they've been on Mars for like 50 years. And then the humans come back and they look like they're in alien suits, but they're actually just that's their outfits that they wear on Mars, apparently, or something. They look like aliens. So that's the whole switcheroo. It's not an alien invasion movie. It's a human invasion. movie. <laughs> yeah. And then you find out that that sleep clinic was actually to kind of suppress the memories coming back because he wasn't having visions right. of the future. He was remembering he was things yeah, from the previous the war, which yeah. was an amazing switch. It really was. Okay, that it was incredible. That whole switch was incredible. And I also want to say, good on the androids for providing universal health care for free in the future. <laughs> Including mental uh, health. Like, yeah. get on. Mental health services for free. Now I'm trying to wonder, like, hmm, maybe AI's not so bad. Maybe maybe Skynet's all right. But um, <laughs> that was a note. It's like, this is all totally free. And I'm like, huh, future looks pretty good. And I'm like, oh, it's AI robots, right? Right. That, of course, they're the ones that give that stuff away for free. But I thought that whole switcheroo was actually really good. Um, anything that I missed in there, guys? No, I think that was the important, uh, mm-hmm. important parts. OK, so do you guys mind if I talk about a few points that I thought were a little frustrating for me about the movie? Go for it. Great. Firstly, the kids. Holy smokes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Whoever. Yes is writing movies. My only critique is don't use kids to get people in trouble or be the things that hold you back. I don't like hating kids when I watch movies. I don't. I got a kid. They're fine. I mean, they're not the reason why, you know, things happen. Bad things happen. (laughs) Kids are cool. Kids are cool. And honestly, I think some of those kids actually would have been a little smarter in some scenes. Honestly, they didn't seem like yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, that little girl wasn't that little. And I don't think that her desire for that stuffed animal would have made her go yeah. into right into danger and into the monsters you know that was just i was rolling my eyes at, at that point really hard yeah no I, I in my notes while i was watching i even put down like this kid is the worst kid to have with you during it like an apocalyptic event she keeps like running off <laughs> and like it's so true instead of it's hiding so like in the back of the house in the closet with the rest of the family she decides to run out into the open and then go under a table where everybody can see her <laughs> it's like good lord and of course the the like creepy monkey toy i was like as soon as that came in i was like oh god that's gonna cause trouble later <laughs> yep yeah well, at least monkey. they set it up yeah totally they set it up in the movie um so that's good but yeah it it's 
It's a frustrating setup. So another frustrating point, like at one point, the family's running to a train at the end and the family stops to hug to reunite. <laughs> and I, I like, had to go to that too. And keep I was like, hug later. Running. Yes. Keep running. <laughs> hug later. Like you've been no. getting shot. Like you brought your Android wife back from the dead. <laughs> Like you, that doesn't make any movie. It doesn't make movie doesn't make any sense. Just keep running to the train, like hug on the train. Yeah, you know? we were yelling at the TV for that one. Like, what the hell are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> I know. I was I was yelling and, at my mom. Yeah, like, they didn't even stop to like hug, but the kids ran off the train to meet their parents, like on the platform, <laughs> like while there's gunfire going on everywhere. And Luke Cage might be a really great boss, but he's terrible at understanding when it's time to go and when is it time to stay, right? <laughs> the humans are coming in numbers, and the only reason why they survive is because they have magic turret gun on the back of the train. <laughs> you know, they should have got wasted. But it's cool. Again, again, it all works out. Apparently, the writers knew how to write them out of that one. All right, so another frustrating moment. The whole scene where they're um, taking the window washer cart thing down the building... Okay, so my question really is the pin almost comes loose and it felt like in this thing, like it's like, oh, we're going to die, you know, and it's like it just felt like a really weak scene to me. I was like, okay, you could have come up with something better than, you know, something out of I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird. It's somewhat uninspired. I guess that was that that. But it was also just kind of I don't know. What did you guys think about that scene? Well, I'd I'd like to point out that. uh all the women were like, no, that's way too dangerous. We're not, we should not go down that thing. And of course, <laughs> okay, it was the that's guys actually good that idea. are like, no, we can no, do it. Fine. And then sure enough, right. it ended up being a terrible idea and they all almost well, died they, on it. Well, they didn't even check the th- if it was safe before going down it, right? <laughs> and it's like, oh, the loose pin. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like if you're going to have a thing that hangs over a building, don't make it really easy to like come apart. Well, I oh, think it was probably heavily damaged by the explosions. Oh, by the explosions. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, what did you guys think of it? Any spoiler? Any spoiler thoughts? One thing that, like, I feel like they were kind of trying to allude to, but I couldn't quite figure out, you know, it it, it just felt like it didn't quite work for me. And that's when they sh- like, do the flashbacks to when the humans are, like, starting to, like, you know protest and want the 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 sense like shut down and stuff and they start doing the chant you will not replace us which of course has happened very recently in charlottesville and other mm-hmm. places of white supremacist groups oh wow i never got that exact okay. same yeah. chant and yeah, it's like yeah, right. that had to be a conscious decision for them to do that and like mm-hmm. i get where they're coming from in the sense that like you know they're talking about the sense replacing them and then I felt like maybe they're trying to also kind of bring in like a, dis- you know, a discrimination thing. But it's, I don't know, I, I felt like they never quite got there. But, and it felt like kind of almost like a cheap shot, like the an attempt to make it relevant, but then not really going all in on it. And I don't know, it was a weird scene. No, and no, I you're felt right. like it, it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, like I felt like no, that kind of right. fell flat. Yeah, and I think that... Well, it did. Bec- oh, go ahead, Travis. I, I think that there have been some sci-fi movies that have allegories for discrimination using AI before that worked way better than that. It just seemed like uh, they had this idea they were going for with that and that didn't quite ever gel, but I, I, I could see what they were going for. I just don't think they sold it right. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they went from like a news report to humans wiping out AI and then AI wiping out humans. Like we're talking genocide, like full genocide. Okay. And yeah, we're like Michael Pena is like beating people in the face, um, <laughs> daredevil style, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're talking a lot, people in the face, and all the sense are like, yeah, I deserved it, I guess. You know, so I don't know. I think they kind of missed a few steps in there entirely, uh, and they were pulling some stuff. But I think my guess is, look, I'm not trying to knock the people that made this movie. I think it was a good movie, but my guess is they were trying their hardest to have the movie make sense. And um, it it probably didn't like string everything together as well as they maybe wanted to, because it seemed like that whole scene was um, like editing masterpiece. You know what I mean? Because it was Mm -hmm. it's like footage, like um, like report news reports, audio, you know, like live action and that kind of thing. And it just seemed like they were trying to work a miracle in like, you know, five minutes. So, yeah. But yeah, I think some of the best um, sci-fi movies that I've seen that sort of talked about like AI apocalypse, like AI stuff, and you really, you really like feel for the um, the AI or the synths or whatever was actually the Animatrix. Have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. 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 The way they did the whole talking about the humans and then the synths and fighting back and IO and all of that, I thought it was probably one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, do you, you guys seen anything that's probably like really good in that world where you really feel for AI and that kind of thing. The entire series of Westworld. Uh, definitely. Uh, the most recent uh, Blade Runner movie, I thought yeah. did a pretty good job. Oh yeah. 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 Really good. Yeah. All right, everyone. That's all for our spoiler filled discussion. Okay, so uh, let's rate it on the ghost scale. Tim, Netflix Extinction on the ghost scale. Um, I will go ahead and give it a rad with a little asterisk on there in that I, I typically like movies like this anyways. And, you know, uh, uh, my rating is a little bit higher because I didn't have to, you know find a babysitter and go to the theater and deal with crowds and you know all of that i got to just watch it at home on release day so you know i keep those in mind when you look at my uh my rating here if this had been released in the theater i would have had to give it a meh travis yeah i think i'm gonna agree with tim 100 on that it's it's free, it's very accessible, and it's a lot of fun to watch with a really solid uh, story twist toward the middle that is probably one of my favorites in recent memory, honestly. It just kind of got bogged down by a few other things, but yeah, pretty solid rad. Yeah, you guys are right. This movie does um, sort of fall on its face in a few ways. And I think it, it'd make more sense about maybe 20 minutes less, you know, I think the movie's actually best when it's not in its action moments. I think it's better when it's in story moments or just when the characters are interacting. I think it kind of maybe, yeah, anyways. So, um, but I would give it, I would probably rate it about a meh, not because I didn't enjoy it very much, but 
I've been rating things. I'm, I'm going to kind of flip how I rate things now. Um, but I don't think I'm really that far away from where you guys are. You know, we have a four point scale. It doesn't really have any medium thing because we need to break away to a particular point. But I guess I'd break away for a meh. But again, guys, I, I, I agree with everything you said here. So, yeah. Netflix Extinction. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com, and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening.